0: Hi, everyone. Let's talk briefly today about basic tools that we use in marketing analytics. And these are tools that anyone can use. Um, these aren't overly complicated. They aren't super expensive. A lot of them are actually free. Um, so I just want to kind of give you a brief kind of idea of, of what we're talking about, um, you know, and things that you could possibly use. Um, there's so many types. I mean, there's web analytics. You know, things like Hootsuite and Google Analytics. There are other, you know, visual visualization tools like Tableau. There's all kinds of tools that you can use uh, to help you in analytics. Um, you know, really foundational. These kind of beginner marketing analytics tools kind of fall into two categories: spreadsheets and programming tools, okay? So Excel, for example, Google Sheets, those are spreadsheets that you can certainly use. Uh, programming tools are certainly more uh, involved, but um, still not with, you know beyond the realm of possibility. So hopefully you've learned something about Excel or Google Sheets over the years. It's a very important tool to use. Um, some people, including myself, even use them for... You know, managing to-do lists and um, you know scheduling things—it just kind of keeps us on track. So you may have some rudimentary, if not um, more advanced, uh, experience with Excel. If if you don't have any experience with Excel, um, you're gonna you're gonna need some because it's it's a super powerful tool. Okay. you know, spreadsheets come in what we call tabular form. Just means that they have rows and columns, and a bunch of, bunch of cells, squares, whatever you want to call them. And uh, you can, uh, you know, input text or numbers or formulas in any of those cells uh, to, you know, instruct the, the the spreadsheet and the computer to do certain things. Okay, um, you know, in Excel files can be saved as Excel files, tab delimited files. Uh, comma separated files which just kind of strip down versions of the files that kind of reduce their size and uh, um, makes them a little more uh, portable I guess you could say. Um, So data that you dump into spreadsheets uh, sometimes is going to be an unstructured format so you can use um, you know spreadsheets to uh, put things into uh, you know in a more structured, a more orderly fashion. You know, if you do any sort of uh, um, survey where you're asking open-ended questions and you get a bunch of text responses, or you uh, look for a number of times a certain article or another certain business, for example, is is published or mentioned in the New York Times. Um, you know, the, the the text responses that you get, you can't really do a whole lot with them. Okay. Uh, but you can take that unstructured data, that text, those mentions, and maybe do a numerical count, or uh, you know input the dates, or something like that. That is data that can then be you know considered structured and used for other purposes. Okay. When you are dealing with uh, spreadsheets and uh, spreadsheet data. Uh, part of structuring the data is basically what we call cleaning the data we can also call it transforming the data so say you've got a bunch of sales data um, and you want to do some analysis on you know, profitability or frequency of purchase or something else um, you have to figure out what you're gonna do with certain types of data uh, missing data for example if you've got um, customer name and a purchase date, but there's no value of the purchase, what do you do with that? you got to figure out how to treat that. Extreme outliers. You know, the average purchase typically is about $50, but someone purchased something for $10,000. That's going to mess up kind of your average purchase size. So you got to figure out what to do with things like that. Um, Erroneous value formats. So maybe uh, the... um, Data entered in a, in a in a particular cell is not valid. Uh, you know, say the a cell that calls for a dollar value and you've got text there that isn't anything that necessarily you can you can analyze. So what do you do with that? Then we have what we call impossible values. So these are value values in cells that can't be there. Um, so say you've got four different products: model A, model B, model C, and model D. Well, what if what if it says F in there or G or maybe it's a dollar figure that's negative and and I don't mean due to some sort of return um, you know those are called impossible values they have to be dealt with okay you know texts what do you do Can, do you need to convert the text into numbers you might have to because formulas don't necessarily or actually, they don't add up text or or compute text. Uh, they do numbers, so you you may have to do some manual transformation or translation from text to numbers. You know things like basic content analysis. Uh, you're looking at mentions for a brand name on uh, Twitter, and you get a bunch of you know a bunch of tweets, and you dumped it into Excel. What do you do with that? So you've got to kind of figure out not only how to translate that text to numbers but you may have to do some analysis on say what was the attitude so nike we want to get the last million references to nike on twitter okay we've got them now we want to decide are those are those mentions good you know speaking highly of nike or speaking poorly of nike so you've got to do what's called t- content analysis to kind of make sense of the text and, and probably create some other variable that uh, Represents the sentiment there, the, the attitude, so to speak. Data integration. Sometimes you will take data from multiple sources. Maybe you're going to use sales data plus a little bit of marketing data plus some social media data plus maybe some salespeople data. You got to compile those into one spreadsheet for analysis purposes. D- data integration is, is a big thing. Um, inconsistent values, kind of along the lines with impossible and erroneous values, just sometimes. There, there's not, there's not a consistent, uh, you know, uh, format in the values. And then finally, duplicate records. Occasionally, you may get, you know, for example, one sales transaction that is in there twice, same order number, same customer, same date, same value. What do you do with that? You have to clean that up, and kick the, kick one of those duplicates out. Okay. Then we have what we call programming. Programming is just this. basically idea that you're uh, using uh, you're creating algorithms in order to solve problems that's all it is nothing fancy about it okay um, I mean it's not easy to do but just kind of the definition of it is, is not complicated I think we can kind of overcomplicate things when we think about programming okay um, so you know we use it to help us you know use it to create algorithms to solve you know uh, problems we can specify you know a a piece of software to uh we can program it to you know do these data analyses for us and things like that that's programming that's all it really is there's a gazillion different types of uh, programming languages and i was you know probably 10 years old in the mid 80s i took a class on a programming language called basic it didn't stick um you know it didn't stay with me and that's fine because it didn't last very long you know and there's all kinds of other programming languages as well not just programming computers but also programming within statistical packages okay uh, statistical package we can also call a programming tool um, and then a, a programming tool that's statistics focused we would just call a statistical programming tool so pretty basic kind of definitions there uh, programming code a uh, you know the, the code is written in a particular language. Um, you know you've got uh, all kinds of programming software for data, where you basically can um, you know acquire a piece of software where you do the programming yourself to analyze data. Um, and then we have non-programming software for data, where basically there's going to be some sort of graphical interface. So instead of manually typing in the code, you'll just you know click a couple buttons and make it happen. Okay, um, so um, you know, Excel, you know, is, is, is non-programming. You do input formulas, but for the most part, it is, we could consider it non-programming, for sure. Um, if, you, if you've ever had experience with SPSS, that would be considered non program whereas if you've had uh, experience with SAS, we could probably call that, you know, programming instead of non-programming, Okay. We have what we call open source programming tools. There are lots of people out there that like to, you know, recreate and build statistical uh, software packages and applications and give them away for free. So this would be called open source programming tools. Um, you know, God bless those people. They've they've done a lot of created a lot of free tools for us to use. Okay. Then we have what we call proprietary programming tools. These are tools that have been Um, you know created by someone for commercial use basically they're gonna sell them sell you uh, access to it or sell you a copy uh, whatever so kinda the opposite of open source okay Um, two very common open source languages that are used are ones called R quite simply R and one's called Python okay Um, and they, they have you know their their own pros and cons and they're used pretty commonly among data scientists okay um, you know, R requires you to, you know, write certain code and, um, you know, uh, can be a little bit involved, uh, but it's got lots of pros. It handles big data. Um, you know, it's it's good to use for visualizing data, okay? Um, it's very commonly used in the marketing community, okay? Okay. Um, and it's very popular, you know. So there's lots of things that are we can consider to be uh, pros of R. Okay. Um, big disadvantage is, is you've got to learn the language, and it's it's a little more involved than uh, than, than other packages. Okay. Um, so then we have Python. Python is more um, user friendly. It's you know delves into AI, artificial intelligence, um, you know, it can be integrated with, you know, websites, mobile apps, um, you know, existing databases to kind of grab information. And so um, it's pretty great. Um, it's not as good for statistical computations. Okay. It was originally built for non-statistical purposes. Um, not as good about visualization and there's not as many kind of you know statistical packages you you can find that you can load in there to analyze uh certain things so just wanted to talk to you briefly about the you know uh, you know programming and and you know spreadsheets and these kind of real basic um somewhat free statistical packages that companies use uh, in order to, um, you know, engage in marketing analytics, you know, more uh, uh, wealthy firms, larger firms, you know, they've got deeper pockets. They they will probably use some professional organizations uh, that are going to use uh, software that's much more complicated or you know uh, sophisticated than R and Python. Uh, but just know that um, for smaller firms, we do have these these free. Know, over-the-counter products that uh, that are certainly feasible for use. Okay, that's all I've got.